Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Merkland and Monica Weekly. Well, hey, Jen. Hey, Monica. What's been going on? You know, hustling. <laughs> Living the dream, huh? All I mean, right. We gonna just get hustling. Into okay. Oh, not living the dream? <laughs> not yet. Almost. They won't let me out of the country. <laughs> you, that. <laughs> do you feel like a caged animal or something yeah, right now? I feel trapped. I bet you do. All right. You know what we're going to duke it out about today? Yes. Tell me. All right, here's what we're going to do get out about today. How often should you, as an agent, update your client? And I think probably we're talking mostly about listing here, but this can go for both sides, of course. How often should you, as the real estate agent, update your client? What do you say, Jen? <laughs> I say, I actually have a longer answer this time. You'll be happy to know. Okay. Here's my answer. Okay. So when you first take a listing, I think the first 72 hours are are critical. You need to be talking to them every day. After that, once to twice a week, when you're under contract, depending on how far you are in the process, at least twice a week, sometimes three. So what about that that dead spot in between those two things? You know, like where once or twice. Just once or twice a week? Mm-hmm. Proactively? As opposed to what? I don't know, them calling you, I guess. Listen, if they call me, that means I have not done my job. It's like I, I have a physical, horrible response to when my clients call me. Because then I know that they've been wondering whatever they're wondering about, and I haven't updated them enough. Wow, that is actually an incredible answer from you, Ms. Mertlin. I really like communication. I don't, and I also like my time. I hate, I would prefer to be proactive. I hate it when people interrupt my time because I have a plan for my day. So... That's why. Okay. This shocks the hell out of me. Here's what I thought your answer would be. Honestly, based on how I know you, here's what I thought you'd say. Look, I don't need, they just, they're hiring me. So they they just need to trust that I'm getting it done. I don't need to update. Just know that I'm getting them, getting it done. No, that's, that is not by knowing me, you would know that's not true. I'm an over communicator generally speaking. Yeah, you are. You are. And I I believe you should answer questions before they're asked. Yes. That's why by the time they call you, you're screwed. Because they've been, they're irritated maybe, or they're wondering. They've been wondering about something that you didn't answer. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. What do you think? Well, I don't have a blanket answer because I believe this should be dictated by your expectations settings with the client. You know, hey, oh this my is God. what's... Can they hear my eye roll? <laughs> the expectations, are you... Oh my God, Listen, I'm so expectations, sorry. Expectations are what makes the difference between a smooth <laughs> transaction and a nightmare. That's so stupid though. So many agents are like, well, you have to set boundaries and set expectations. And so they'll leave 
dumbass messages, and I don't care if people push back on me on this, but they'll leave dumbass messages that are like, hi, you've reached so-and-so. I respond to voicemails from 12 to 1230 on Monday through whatever. If it's after seven, listen, nobody gives a shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, nobody gives a, a shit. You just said, now you're contradicting yourself because you said, I've got my day. I've got my planned. I don't need interrupted. I need to work. Right. Like that. I don't answer. Expectations is part of that. No, I don't tell them that. They do not care what I have planned for my day. <laughs> they don't care. I don't answer. If I'm doing something else, I just won't answer. And right. I'll call them back whenever. Just like when I call them, if they don't answer, I'll just leave my message. And then if they want to call me back, they can. If they don't, they've got the message. Doesn't that doesn't sound like over-communicating. That sounds like why? reacting and responding. No. It's, why is it not over-communicating? Over-communicating would be, hey, here's how I operate. So I answer my phone generally between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. If we have an emergency going on, you've got me at any time of the day, middle of the night, no problem. No. Otherwise, just wanted you to know, if you call me after hours, I'll be returning your call the next morning, assuming I don't have any appointments. That to me is setting expectations. No, it works. If somebody hired, if I was hiring somebody to do something for me and they said some dumbass shit like that, I would be like, you're so annoying. (laughs) Just if you want to take if listen, just tell me what I need to know. And if I call you, it's because I have a question or if I text you, I have a question. Just call me back or text me back or do whatever, email me back when you have the answer. This is truly one that I do not even come close to understand your position on this. <laughs> listen, proper communication involves setting effing expectations. That's the point. That's the point. Let's look up the definition of expectation. (laughs) Man, I feel like we have a definition issue here. Expectation, a strong belief that something will happen or be the cause in the future. Setting expectations, like predicting the future. And if you pave that path for clients, then when you don't call them back at eight o'clock at night, and I don't know if you're doing that, I'm trying not to do that then they'll remember. I don't even get calls. There's nothing to call them back because they never call. You're like, literally, I rarely get a client call. Like at 8 p.m. Ever. Because you have already called them earlier today. Yes, because I, we have sold so many houses and dealt with so many people. I already freaking know what kind of person they are. And I know when they're being crazy and when they're about to be crazy. And so you just call them right before they get crazy. (laughs) Oh, so you're an intuitive in additional, in additional, amazing agent. Yeah, no, but like you, we know people, I mean, we're real estate agents, we're people, people, right? So like, we know people, we know when we meet a, we made a potential client or whatever, and they're just like, so anxious when you're dealing with an anxious person. And this is why actually the three days, the first three day rule came up because we were getting more calls like in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was like, look, it's because they don't trust us. If they don't, if we tell them in the listing appointment what we're going to do, but then we don't follow up with them and tell them that we did it, they would have no way of knowing that we did it. Right. We would ne- they would never know. So right. when we talk to them every day, at least once a day for the first three days, and most honestly, it's usually more than that the first mm-hmm. few days, mm-hmm. they literally all of a sudden, like all their anxiety just like 
floats away until they get an offer. But <laughs> like, it's so much better for them because they're like, okay, they told me what they were going to do. They told me they did it. Like, I trust them. We could do this. Plus you're communicating with them once or twice a week. So you're saying in the communication, we have you basically answering three questions. Here's what happened. Here's what's going to happen next. And what questions do you have? That's the, that's the structure of mm-hmm. the communication. And you can, I prefer at least once a week to do it verbally, even if they don't answer to like leave a voicemail, mm-hmm. but then the rest of it can be text or emails or whatever, however they like actually respond. Mm-hmm. But that seems to work. Do you find most of your clients are following up uh, via text and that's suitable, acceptable? Mm-hmm. Or do they want to talk to you? It depends on what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really looked at like most versus it really depends on what it is and who it is. Yeah. What are you, are you doing text or? Actually, I'm finding that most of my clients want to call me. No, I'm sorry. No, they want to text me and I want to call them because I'm not, I can't, Mm -hmm. I I need to use more words than I can write in the text. You know what I mean? Or we're in the car. Or you're in the car on the go. Correct. Yeah. So I tend to want to call people, but, um, so yeah, that's interesting to me. It's a, when we're training agents, like it's a really difficult thing to like beat into somebody's brain about like, if they don't know, if you didn't tell them that you did it, they have no idea. So like, if you go in and part of your listing presentation is here's the 10 things I'm going to do for you uh, to get your home sold. So I'm going to take professional pictures. Well, then you have to tell them when the pictures are, even if it's a vacant house. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or you have to tell them, just tell them what's going on with the file to them. Every single thing is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I texted the, um, the photographer. I'm sure she'll let me know today when the pictures are okay. Next communication. Hey, the pictures are Tuesday at two 30. Okay. Next communication. Now, well, then I'll tell them, Hey, we'll get them back on. If they're taken on Tuesday, we usually get them back in 24 hours. We'll have it listed then. So then they know when you're going to be calling again and you say, and do you have any questions? That's it. And I agree with you on this first 72 hours, we're talking a lot more and you're right. You must say what it is you did. I think that's where most agents fail is they do this stuff and then they don't go back to them and say, Hey, by the way, just got that done or just talk to that or just followed up with Or if you circle, right. Like, yeah. So when we do like the showings or whatever. We always call, as you know, we did the other podcast. I forget which number it was, but should you call the buyer's agents before showing the appointment, before showing the listing? And I say, yes. So we'll call the buyer's agents. The client knows that we have a showing, right? Mm -hmm. So then we'll just have a group text, me, the client and Alan, who's my partner. So we just text, Hey, I left that agent a message. It's mm-hmm. fine. Well, because agents don't pick up the phone. Please right. pick up your phone. Anyway, left them a message. It doesn't matter because then they know that you're doing what you said. I still think what I love, it sounds like you would be absolutely an amazing agent to be on the other end of, like from a, from a home seller standpoint. I would appreciate all of that. What you're missing in my mind is that uh, piece where it says, how do I want to be communicated with? And what, what's important to me? Am I the person that wants the daily update or, hey, don't call me unless there's something going on. You're like, right, I because I don't change it. my process per the person because that's not how it works. This is a business. We run our business. Yeah, this is a service and I can provide the best service when I know what the client needs and wants. I'm not, a con- I'm not as concierge. So as you're you know. just stamping and doing the same thing for everybody without regard. Give or take. 
give or take, I say the baseline is basically the same. Of course, people are different, right? So there's some times where you have to adjust a little bit, but you I would say that you're right. You're definitely more concierge than me. I think though, what you will run into is that you won't be able to serve as many clients because you're, it's so much brain power to think about how every specific person is so different. Right. And I want them, I know how to, we know how to sell a house. Okay. Right. So I know what works and here's what works. So let's just do that. Shall we? Right, right, right. And you're right. You do a uh, much higher volume of business than I do units and volume. And so perhaps if I got into that level that you're doing, I wouldn't be able to do that. I, I just think for me, that's the kind of service I do want to provide because that's what would be important to me. And yeah. actually what's real is that most of the time, it's not that they want more than I want to automatically give them. It's like, want need. yeah, it's like, which is a real, so that's why you ask like, okay, well, that's good. Hey, Monica. Well, sometimes I just don't think, I think that for most people, they haven't bought or sold a home in so long that sometimes they don't know what they need. They, mm-hmm. I already know the questions they're going to have. You already know the questions they're going to have. Mm-hmm. They don't really know And we also know the frequency that those questions are going to come up. Like they're going to say they have no questions now. You do the appointment. They have no questions. They sign the paperwork, whatever. The next day when they sleep on it, they got a thousand questions. But if you never, if you didn't call them and PS, you should always call them that next morning. Of course. It's kind of like. Uh, No, there we go. (laughs) We almost went there. You get it. Anyway, so yeah, they want to feel like they are important, and that's one way to do it. Is just, but yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I think we're gonna agree to disagree on this. Oh hell yes. You're. We'll call you the concierge realtor. Yes. (laughs) Let's do that. Like, I like. What is that? You're like the Ritz Carlton, sort of. I'm more like what does the that make you? In Express, I think. <laughs> Which is very nice. And um, it's nice. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's actually where I stay when I I like those because they have a little there. kitchenette. Like they're nice. I would stay there. They know how to operate. They have a nice little uh, breakfast in the morning, ready to go. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. they're clean rooms. Yeah, but see, I don't I don't want to be the Ritz Carlton. It's a lot of work. It's just you just can't do the volume. I don't know. You know, I'm just through that concierge approach, which that's fine. That's a good word. Um, I'm looking for the thing that I might be missing if I took a guess at it. And it's that thing that stands out like, oh, hey, I can't take a single call during the day. So, but I can see your text. So don't leave me a message. Definitely text me. Because if I'm always leaving them messages and they can't get to them in the day because they're a physician or something, then that's irritating. So I want to know that. Well, sure. You'll learn that. I mean, I don't just don't think it's, or it's something that will come up. You know what I mean? And even you could text them, be like, hey, it's too long to text. I'm going to leave you a voicemail. Call me later or whatever. But I also don't get mad when people like text or call like after hours. I just don't answer it. They're just, they're calling or texting or doing whatever when it's on their mind. Mm -hmm. Like other agents will call. I got an offer last night at midnight. At midnight. He texted me and he emailed me. I'm not, first of all, I go to bed at nine. Right. (laughs) So like I was out. (laughs) But like, it's fine. I'm not upset. I'm happy he sent it. It's fine. Well, I texted him at five in the morning when I got up. Yeah, which is what I like doing. (laughs) I love that. For all those late night people, watch out. 5 a.m. Here comes the text back. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I figure we're even. I love it. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, do you feel like we should go back to our corners? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. we're going to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, <laughs> Let's take a short break and hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll have the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. All right. Before Jen and I put this one to bed, Jen, did you talk to anybody about this? Yeah, we actually um, have the tiebreaker at the end. So I'm excited about that. And then um, there's going to be a bonus episode from a lender, which I thought it might be kind of cool to hear from a lender and how they're communicating with the buyer's clients too. So I'll post that um, on Friday. Oh yeah, that ought to be good because that's an entirely different, I don't know, level of- It is and it isn't, right? Well, level of intensity at some point, like it's all about paperwork and like, yeah, the timing is key and- Right. You know, I heard a lender say once that the- number one reason deals don't close in their office is because the buyer's inability to get the documents together in time. And I actually believe that. But, I totally believe it because yeah. it's such a pain. Yeah, it ass. is. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. This is like one benefit for like, I mean, I just feel like a lot of the stuff should be, it's already, it's online. Like, can't you just get it? <laughs> right. Can't you, everybody see everything anyway. Yes. Like, why, why are we pretending like you can't see shit? It's all public. Jeez. All public. Yeah. You can get my shoe size. Right. Exactly. It's scary. All right. I do like shoes. P.S. If anybody. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, is it okay? Is there a registry or something for you? <laughs> okay, good. You were thinking of ever getting me a present. Toe to toe registry for Jen and Monica. I like this idea. So I think it's the end of the battle since we're not really. Yeah. Do you. Let's hear your final punches. Okay. My final, my closing argument is this. You're I closing. don't think there is a- Do we need the law and order? Like, yes. da, 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 or whatever it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, mm-hmm. thank you for your time. So I just don't think there is a single answer to this question. How often should you update your client? I believe that you should um, understand your client, understand your client's level of anxiety about the process, understand your client's level of experience about the process, understand how this client wants to be communicated with. And once you understand that, then you can package your service um, around what's important to them. I think that's how you get you know, the five-star A-plus kind of experience. Oh, God. (laughs) Quit rolling your F and I. I can't help it. I I just feel like a closing gift is on its way. No, you know I don't believe in closing gifts. Well, (laughs) you believe in gifts. Anyway. I do believe in gifts. Yeah, or a pie or whatever. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I think that, I think that I, there's a mistake that we make as agents. And a lot of it is, is that we 
get into business because we think it's like, oh, like I'll have flexibility and I'll have time. It's a business. You run a business. Like I've never walked into a business and said, this is how I want you to do this. No, they freaking hand me the menu or whatever it is. I choose what's on it. I mean, you might make some adjustment to Mm -hmm. it, but you're not like, you don't go into Cooper's Hawk and like, Hey, I want some eggs and bacon. Like they don't have it on the freaking menu. (laughs) Where are you going with this? We're talking about a service versus a restaurant, like a true. It's a service, but it's also a business. Like, I think we need to just in order to do volume, I think you need to, I don't know, not be so <laughs> accommodating. <laughs> accommodating, yeah. yeah right. Like you know how to run it. Like if a client's like, well, I want you to put the house in the newspaper. Well, I know putting it in the newspaper isn't going to work. So I'm going to say no. Right. And if that's what they want, well, then they are not, we're not going to be a good match. Well, the only thing I'd say there is we're talking about two different things. I agree with the need for a system. I have a system that I will put you through. It's a proven system of what works after 18 years of frigging doing it. Communication is a system. That's different though. My process is why they hired me. So that's different than what I'm interpreting we're talking about here, which is, you know, how do I keep them in the fold of the process? They need to be led. You're right. Come into my system and be led. I will lead you. That's our job. And I think a lot of agents miss the boat there. They don't lead their clients. Right. So I know you and I stand on that same ground. This is about, you know, that communication of as we go through the steps, you know, what does that look like in the way of communicating? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it needs to necessarily be said. <laughs> Clearly. Well, obviously it's working for you. You do yeah, a great job. You have a lot That's of why we do this. You guys get to decide who you agree with. I know it's mostly Monica. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think people probably would uh, will agree with you on this one. I actually think we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like but, it. All yeah. right, it's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Do you think one of us got our teeth knocked out <laughs> by laying on the ground? All right, go to our Facebook page, comment and vote, and uh, let us know who you think won today's toe-to-toe battle. And also, thank you for subscribing, and of course, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Bye, Monica. All right, bye, Jen. All right, hey, everyone. I'm here with Crystal Anderson. Hey, Crystal. Hello, and uh, Crystal is associate broker at Dean Wagner Realtors in Columbus, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, Crystal, we were talking about how often should you communicate with your clients? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, the answer to that one, at least for me, uh, is it depends on what stage of the process the client's in. If they're right. house hunting versus under contract. So, okay. for me... When they're house hunting, um, I'm sending them listings usually at least twice a week, usually every day um, through my CRM. It's and like automatic though, right? Yes. So I don't have to do anything there. Okay. Uh, so that's touching base with the people who are actively looking. Um, and then I'll send them maybe once every two weeks to send a personal thing. Hey, are the frequency good enough for you? You're getting enough mm-hmm. listings. Do we want to adjust anything? Is there an area you like or you don't like? Um, so we'll do that for the actively searching property buyers. Okay. And then once they go under contract, um, whether it's a buyer or a seller, I communicate with them once a week, at least once a week. So and the I sellers actually- though, that are not under contract 
how often are you communicating with them? Still once a week. Did you? Even though they're not buying, like they're not pending yet. Right. There's still an active contract with them. Their listing contract is active with me. Yeah. So I consider that an active contract and I communicate with them once a week. Do you do it on the same day every week or is it just... I try to schedule time to do it on the same day every week, uh-huh. um, but I, I don't promise that it'll always be Tuesday or it'll always be Thursday, but I know that that is when I have the most free time available. Okay. So I try to actually block it into my to-do list. Did you always call them once a week or is that something you had to learn the hard way? I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, I had a, um, a $350,000 listing, um, uh-huh. which, uh, is not big in some areas of the country, but in little Oklahoma, Indiana, that's on the higher end. Yeah. And it just, it never sold. I was never able to communicate that we needed to drop the price and it just was never, the trust was never there. Right. And so we had the listing and like they, I didn't do anything wrong. It just, if you don't build that relationship, it's a lot harder to make any kind of adjustments based on feedback, based on, um, yeah, because it's like, they don't really know. It's not like they don't trust you, but it's almost like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have to build that relationship because you have to be more than just a business card on the other end of the phone. Right. They have to be like, Hey, Oh, it's crystal calling. And you know, and it's not just, Hey, it's my realtor calling. I want it to be someone that I actually have a genuine connection with. Right. Exactly. All right. So once, uh, once a week while they're not under contract yet, like to go close. And then once they're closed, you said how often? So once they have a pending contract, I still communicate once a week until they get to closing. Okay. Um, So I'll, I'll, like, if I have a listing, I'll have say on Fridays, I'll follow up with the buyer's agent and the lender. If the lender will talk to me, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't just to make sure everything's on target. They've turned in everything they're supposed to appraisals ordered, et cetera, et cetera. And then I respond usually the next business day back to my seller. Hey, I've communicated. This is where the buyer's at in the process. Do you have any questions? The next step is X, Y, Z. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, having that process for the call too. like exactly what you're saying, like, this is what happened. This is what's going to happen. Like any other questions. Right. Exactly. Cause you know, a lot of them, they're focusing on what is the next step. They're not, you know, we are thinking about appraisal contingencies and everything way down right. the road. They're just like, Oh, I got an offer. You know, they haven't even, they don't even know really no. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Are you finding that once you implemented the once a week, like were are they, are people still calling you or did that kind of stop? that eliminated a lot of the unnecessary phone calls um, yeah. because they already knew I was going to reach out to them. And I usually ask them, what is their preferred communication? Like, do they want me to email them or call? That's or a good email? point or text. Uh, yeah. So I, I get all that ahead of time. And so I know how they want to be communicated with. And I always tell them like, Hey, if something pops up and you're not sure, send me a quick text or whatever, you right. know, we'll it. but it eliminated, I'd say 70% of the extra calls. You're funny. Like you're asking them. I do ask them the perfume communication, but then I say, I want to, I want to talk to you like once a week. (laughs) Like I need, I need your voice. I'm like (laughs) telling them my preferred way. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want them to have a good experience um, Yeah. because ultimately that's how you get referrals and they don't have, 
you know, like if you have someone, for example, I have a buyer that I'm currently working with right now that works third shift. And so he's like, I don't want you to call me because right. I'm awake when you're asleep and vice versa. So we know that we can text each other. And I told him, I said, you can send me a text when you're at work at two in the morning and my phone won't ring. So don't worry about it. And he's right. done that. Yeah. Well, that's true. That makes sense too. If you have special circumstance like that. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have that information up front. So you don't, I guess for lack of a better term, mess up and offend them without even realizing that you're doing it. I know. Right. That can happen so easily. Yes. Well, thanks for being our tiebreaker. I really appreciate it. Have a good day, Crystal. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.